Selena, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for being here. I <laughs> thanks for being thanks for being you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I'm Alex Avellino, and I'm very excited. Oh, let me identify some of my feelings today because that's what we're going to be doing. I'm feeling excited. I am feeling content and I am feeling relaxed to talk to my guest, Selena Rivera, class of 2024. Selena was one of our five facilitators who welcomed the class of 2025 this summer. We spent, she and I spent the entire summer together talking about goals, feelings, preparing for not only the new class year, but for Selena's year as well. Um, So Selena, go ahead and just tell us your hometown, where you identify as your hometown and your major in undergrad. Cool. So my hometown that I identify with is Raleigh, North Carolina. Go Wolfpack. Um, And my major in undergrad was animal science, and then I double minored in feed milling and nutrition. Wonderful. Um, So over the summer, you went on a trip. Yes. Tell us about the trip you went on. I went on a, it was a soul-searching summer, I like to say. Um, I went on a two-week cross-country trip, um, started in Missouri, and then ended up all the way to Colorado. By yourself? By myself, in my car. That surprisingly made it. Um, so it's about 6,000 miles in 14 days. What spurred the interest in even doing this? So um, I've always wanted to do national parks, but I've never had the time. Um, and being in year two, we get into clinics next summer. Mm-hmm. And so time slowly is gone. So I was like, you know what? This is the summer to do things. I'm going to go take time for myself. And yeah, planned it all in the spring and went on my trip. And if I recall correctly, you had told me that you mentioned it's your soul searching trip, but you really wanted to get to know yourself better on the trip. Yes. What kinds of tactics did you incorporate into the trip to help yourself do that? Um, So I listened to a bunch of podcasts um, on my trip. I also did a lot of journaling as well. Um, And then a lot of just like talking to myself. (laughs) Okay, so let's break each one down. So start with the podcast. What kinds of, what were the topics and any particular podcast you'd recommend to folks who want to do some soul searching? Um, Yeah, so I listened to The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. Love, big fan. Um, she wrote a book and then I was like, oh, she has a whole podcast. Um, so I listened to that. That was amazing. Brene Brown's Unlocking Us. Big fan. Huge fan. Listened to her throughout. Um, and then there was this other podcast with a therapist. I don't quite recall the name. Okay. But those three were the ones that I listened to. And Oprah as well. Downloaded into. I want to bring up, since you mentioned Brene Brown's Unlocking Us podcast, one of the best episodes that I really enjoyed talked about the ruler method which is also something y'all listened to over the summer for five so the ruler method folks for identifying emotions is recognizing understanding labeling expressing and regulating feelings did you find yourself using the ruler method over the summer to be honest not much (laughs) I appreciate the honesty (laughs) um I think I did a lot of like self-checking with myself okay 
Um, and I think through Brene, Brene Brown's podcast, I did a lot of like recognizing some of my biases too. Um, oh. When you're like by yourself for long periods of time, you like kind of make assumptions about where you're going, who you're seeing mm. without having to like have that feedback from somebody else of being like, wait. Mm. So it was a lot of just, yeah, just sitting with myself and my thoughts and my feelings wheel. Well, then, I, so we'll get into the feelings <laughs> wheel. Okay, so sitting with yourself, you said you mentioned that you talked to yourself a lot. Oh, yeah. And journaled. Yes, I talk to myself so much more now. And what does that look like? <laughs> um, it's literally just like me having a conversation. It's not like a multiple personality disorder. Or I know. Like I, that. Don't, I didn't think it was. But it's just like, I'll see something and be like, wow, wow, that was a long walk. At least it's sunny outside. Out loud you're saying it? Yeah, I would say it literally out loud. And on my trails, I was doing this strenuous hiking. I was hiking like 10 to 14 miles a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hiking by myself, but as people would pass me on the trails, they would like catch me talking to myself. Oh, no. And so it was a lot of just being like, mm. <laughs> like, I was like, like checking in to, yeah. to cause you to not. Just to be like, mm. yeah. And then they'd be like, how's the trail? I'm like. It's going great. <laughs> and they just walk past me. You know, I would assume that's a lot of solo hikers do that. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, there's a problem. Well, what's the benefit of self-talk um, for you? I feel like it helped me uh, get through a lot of, like, emotions and talk through a lot of, like, things that I would normally just think about. But when you say it out loud, it kind of puts it into perspective. Mm-hmm. And you can, like, kind of see how you feel when you say something mm-hmm. or, and then label it. Absolutely. The L of ruler. Um, and I found that to be, and it was something super random. I like was just hiking by myself and I was like, man, if I was hiking with this person, they would really hate how steep this is. Oh, yeah. So just reflecting on relationships. Yeah. Like family, school. Yeah. It would be like, oh, this is hard, but not as hard as whatever test I mm-hmm, have to mm-hmm. take, you know. Did you go into the trip with specific goals of things you wanted to learn about yourself or unmask or maybe bring out of the repression closet? Um, I would say in the beginning, no. I was like, I'm just going to be a free spirit. I know what parks I'm going to. Mm -hmm. And then I think over time, I was really tapping into some feelings that I repressed Mm -hmm. during that semester and being able to just like sit with those feelings. Ooh, sitting with feelings yeah. is so important. Yes. What does sitting with feelings look like for you? Um, so that's pretty much like I kind of think of it as like time traveling. Like you go back to the time whatever happened and you uh, relive those feelings that you felt, but you felt too uncomfortable to address. Mm-hmm. And so you would just kind of relive that moment and then be like, okay, this is a foreign feeling. Like let's work through this. Well, it reminds me of some a strategy that I like to use that when I'm in the middle of like a crisis or something's going on and I can't address a feeling, I will tell myself, I'm going to put this on the back burner for right now and I will get back to it. It sounds like your back burner might have been weeks or months prior from different yeah. situations from the semester. But also, can we talk about how a lot of us backburnered our childhood issues? Oh, 100%. <laughs> we got to dig that stuff back up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I there is one podcast that talked about childhood traumas. Mm. And something that you don't think about as an adult, like we remember so little of our childhood, most people. And mm-hmm. so when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Did this it make so much more sense. Did it bring up things from your childhood? Or was it just like, oh, that's why I don't remember childhood? Yeah. 
like kind of like oh that's why i don't remember Mm -hmm. or that's why i when i'm in these situations i do this versus this were these big reflective moments coming out while you journaled what did journaling the journaling journey look like on the trip oh yeah i so i love journaling 10 out of 10 i recommend um it was a lot of like i'm in this state these like the physical like missouri Uh i'm in missouri Uh i'm in south dakota wherever what i did that day Uh and then i'd put little feelings at the end of it Ooh, like how you felt about the day i felt like in arizona for example i felt defeated um okay yeah very strong why did you feel defeated so in arizona at the time i was going to the grand canyon and there was all these wildfires and so you couldn't go to like sedonia or like any of the other really cool places to hike the grand canyon was pretty much it Mm. um and the grand canyon was great i loved it but there's nothing to do around the grand canyon Mm -hmm. it's a Um, long drive to get out there it's a long drive and there's like a fast food shop and a gas station and that's it yes um and so i just felt like man i could have done more i could have utilized this more but i didn't have the option to which basically means I'm going to Arizona again. <laughs> what a way to reframe it. Yeah. You didn't get to. <laughs> Hi. You were disappointed, defeated. You didn't get to do everything you wanted to do. Now you have an excuse to go back. Yeah. You know how I feel about silver lining things. Oh, yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I do find value in reframing. Mm-hmm. I do think once we address the immediate feeling of disappointed, defeated, hurt, then we can look at okay now what yeah. how do i move on from it yeah but I in totally that agree. first reaction please don't bring me like well at least no yeah. it's not helpful oh yeah or like yeah the but at least but at least but just keep that it doesn't help save that for someone else i think it's time that we open up the feeling wheel feelings wheel. okay so what i have here folks in front of me is a feeling wheel that i was trained on it's by dr gloria wilcox it has do you do you know do you remember how many pies it pie pieces it has how many colors uh five does it i don't know so it has <laughs> six colors oh one off so there are in this particular wheel there are six feelings that encompass 72 emotions so the six main feelings do you want to try to guess them sad okay mad yep that's it that's all i got sad mad scared joyful peaceful and powerful Mm. Each emotion, each feeling has a color associated with it, and then it breaks down into smaller emotions. So I'm going to go ahead and identify an emotion that I'm currently having. Based on this conversation, I feel stimulated mm, because that's a good one. I enjoy. I will say I enjoy talking about others' emotions much more than my own. Yeah, I'd much rather hear someone break down their <laughs> emotions than ask me about mine. But this chat in general, I feel stimulated. I feel energetic spending time chatting about these would you like to look at the wheel oh for sure identify a feeling i definitely feel aware so and what i mean by that because that can mean many things sure um just aware that we all go through like hardships Mm -hmm. um and different struggles we may not know other people's struggles but Mm -hmm. it kind of made me aware of how important this summer was for me in talking Mm. about it Mm. Um, and then I also feel energetic mm-hmm. because I had a smoothie cause it's smoothie Friday. <laughs> oh, I love that idea. Yeah. Um, I think too, just like, like reflecting on your summer, taking the opportunity and the time to do that can help bring up those feel good feelings. Yeah. So if you need a little boost, 
Yeah. That's why I think people like things like photo albums mm-hmm. or even um, like revisiting a favorite book brings us back to that place. So yeah. re- you're reviewing your summer is taking you back to those those good feelings. Would you recommend a solo trip to others? Oh, 100%. Why would you recommend it? So I think, so for example, part of my trip, I had two friends join with me, um, and it was for Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons, and it was great, amazing. But I think it felt more like a vacation mm. instead of it being like a let's sit with our feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and I think once I dropped them off at the airport, <laughs> there was a big transition for me where I was like, Oh, okay. Well, we're still we're still here mm-hmm. with our feelings. Haven't Nothing's lost ourselves. Changed. Yes. Yeah. And so I think it's helpful just to be with yourself, honestly, and just go through that roller coaster of processing, mm-hmm. just for your own. Like I think just for your own good, because it's so easy to like talk to someone about it and they influence what you actually are thinking. True. Um, and yeah, just chill with yourself. You know. Would love your thoughts and opinions on the concept that some folks say that um, I'm having a good feeling or I'm having a bad feeling. What what do you think about that? So I honestly, okay, one thing I will say, I do feel like that does exist. I feel like society has been like, oh, if you're mad, Mm -hmm. it's negative. Mm -hmm. Or like, and no one approaches someone that's mad. They're like, oh, okay, let me step away. Right. Um, But if you're happy, they're like, oh my gosh, that's great. Tell me about it. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's wired in our brain. And even looking at the feelings wheel, all of these feelings are valid and they're all, you know, present in our life. We may not be able to label, Mm -hmm. but being there, looking at it and be like, ooh, this one seems like a bad emotion, but you can still be feeling it. I mean, you, you explained it by saying when someone's mad, folks avoid them. Yeah. So now my brain thinks, ooh, I'm bad if I'm feeling this feeling. But yes. when I am happy, joyful, peaceful, yeah. people want to be around me. Yeah. Oh, these are the only feelings it's I want to accept- feel. It's more accepting. Correct. Yeah. So this is uh, this is just my little soapbox to remind everyone all of these feelings, like uh, Selena said, are valid. They're not good or bad. Yeah. We don't have to label them in that way. However, if because of our feeling I act out and I like pitch a fit, and that's like a whole different the story. behavior is not great. <laughs> But the feeling, it's okay to feel sad, mad. It's a, it's okay to feel disappointed and scared. Um, but just to recognize, like, wait a second, why am I calling this feeling bad? Like, step yeah. back. So can you give me an example of a feeling where you're like, mm, I don't love this one? Ooh. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. What's one on there? Okay, okay. we can talk about defeated. That's a good one. Sure. So when I tell friends I'm defeated, mm. they're like, whoa. One, you must have got that from the feelings wheel, which, okay, yes, it's true. But then two, like, how do I, they look at you like, how do I approach that? Like, what should my reaction be? Okay, so they're trying to be good. Yeah, they're trying to, like, And be right. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe possibly silver line it. Okay. Um, But what you're, at least for me, when I'm like, hey, I'm defeated, I just want somebody to recognize she's able to say this. So are you saying that when you feel defeated – it makes you uncomfortable because your friends are uncomfortable? Like, why is why do you think defeated is bad? I think it's bad just because, like, no one says defeated in a good light. Like, in society, right? We don't say, oh, they felt defeated, and you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. You know, you're. it's immediately a different reaction. Mm. And so I think a strong emotion like that, 
some people may not know how to react to it. And then that makes me uncomfortable. It's like, I'm definitely feeling what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. but you not being able to like respond, which is understandably so mm-hmm. that would make me, that makes me uncomfortable. So it's one of those like, Ooh, so it's, it's one of those tricky, tricky feelings, you know, tricky because of how it could affect others. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting. It feels like to me when we learned about how vulnerability is actually a strength, mm-hmm. being able to admit and accept defeat, yeah, which happens every oh my gosh yeah. darn day, yeah, is a strength. And then we just have to let other people be stuck in their feelings of anxiety and insecurity because they don't know how to deal with exactly. it. Exactly. And then that's when you slide the feelings wheel. <laughs> how are you feeling that <laughs> I feel defeated? Let me just take this out of my backpack real quick. <laughs> Tell me why understanding feelings, being able to identify feelings, accept feelings is so important for a veterinary student. So I think we, uh, no one's ever gone to veterinary school before. When you are a first time, first year student, you don't know what to expect, Mm -hmm. right? You have all these emotions. You don't know who your classmates are going to be. You don't know how your professors are going to be. And to some people that could be super anxiety um, stricken for some. And I think having a feeling so to be like, I'm not sad. I'm not mad. What am I? Mm. And having all these options. Mm. And also just to realize that you can have conflicting feelings. Tell me more. I would, on my trip, I'd be like, oh, I'm feeling so hopeful for this hike. So hopeful. And then I'd be like, I'm also feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. And they'd be on opposite sides of the wheel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so strange. I would have never, I would always be like, oh, I just feel hopeful. I would never address the other part. The other part. Uh, do you know every feeling, according to the wheel, converts to something else? Whoa. So if it's on the opposite side of the wheel, that's what it converts to. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. Yes. So, for example, I'm probably going to butcher this since I don't have my feelings book in front of me. But, like, well, I mean, obviously, insecurity converts to what? Confidence. Yeah, and, like, security. Yeah. So when I'm feeling insecure, when I can address that, then I feel secure in the insecurity. Because all of a sudden it's like, wait a second. Because insecure is like, I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah. feel grounded. I feel like everything's all over the place. Like, I don't know what to do next. When I can accept that, then I can feel secure in that moment. Mm. Or let's take, okay. Ugh, I wish I had my damn book. Okay. Apathetic. Oh. Which means I'm bored. Yeah. I'm, I have no interest in what's going on around me. Yeah. Converts to fascinated. Mm, okay. So. Yeah. They can be conflicting. Yeah. Um, what you're saying, I hear you saying, is like I can feel two emotions that don't necessarily like jive they together or yeah, make that don't sense. Line up. Yeah. You can be feeling eight feelings at one exactly. time. Exactly. You really can. Yeah. Also, sometimes I, you know how I feel often? I'll feel very like anxious or insecure about feeling peaceful. Because I grew up that peaceful meant like I'm asleep or I'm boring yeah. or nothing is going yeah. on. And so to feel peaceful or the other shoe's going to drop and yes, something bad's going to happen. Was, I was about to say. Yeah. So I don't feel secure in my peace. So yeah. I'll say I feel insecure about feeling peaceful. Mm, that's a good and one. We just move on with our day. I like that. Until with enough times of identification, then I can feel secure and peaceful because I now I know it more. Yeah. I recognize it. Yeah. Are there any feelings that are your like predominant feelings where you're like, I know these so well. These are the ones that are always going on for me. Um, appreciative. Oh, is a big one are you for a me. gratitude girl? I am. I'm very big into gratitude. Just like through our first year orientation, 
such in a our good student time. panel. Yeah. I was just so appreciative to be, first of all, on the panel with such amazing classmates, but to also learn so much about them and myself mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, and I just love where we are as a, as a class and I'm, the environment. I'm glad. I think you have a great class. I really loved everyone who participated in our orientation. And it's talks like these, which is why we did this season of the podcast, because only, you know, 130 students got to experience y'all's stories. Yeah. So now we're trying to bring it to the masses. Bring it to the masses. so helpful. Selena. Yes. What advice do you have for students in regards to feeling education, emotional intelligence before coming to vet school? I think a big one, when you get to vet school, you have all these expectations of what it should be. Mm. You have this little box, and you're like, vet school is going to be amazing. I'm going to learn so much. It's going to be difficult. Um, I'm going to make so many friends. And I think a big piece of that is also you don't know what to expect. And some people, when they don't have vet school fitting in their little box, they get super anxious. Mm -hmm. And so I would say be open-minded. You may be interested in something that your friends aren't interested in. Um, you may not get a grade that one of your friends got. And I think you are all in your own fields, in your own journey. Um, so I feel like care a little bit less about other people and more about yourself and your mental health, mm-hmm. for sure. Agreed. And you can, there's a million resources out there for mental health and wellness. On this particular podcast, season two, episode 20, Wellness Check with Dr. Jamie Stahl. We talk about emotions and One of the cool activities we do in there, we do kind of a guided meditation, but she also helps us recognize where we feel our Mm. emotions. Love that. Do you know where you feel like anxiety, stress? No. Well, take a second and think about it. I know for me, I feel it in my stomach Mm. and I keep a lot of stress in my shoulders. shoulders? Mm -hmm. I would say I feel it in my ribs, which is such a weird, yeah, like you feel like a compressing like a compressing feel. Does it feel like something sitting on your ribs and you can't breathe? Yeah. Like if someone's like giving you a big hug, but they're like squeezing a little too tight. And we don't want that big and hug. we don't want that big hug. We kind of like wanted to breathe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's important to identify. So then because sometimes if we're in crisis panic mode yeah. and all I can identify is my ribs hurt. And I, okay. Oh, now I know I'm feeling anxious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what else you have to do? You have to confront the fear. That's a lesson I learned this summer that has been very helpful to me. Yes, confronting fear. Confronting fear. So when I hear those voices that say, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve to be here, they're prettier than I am, Yeah. confront the fear. So what? So what if they're prettier than I am? Yeah. Is that where I'm placing my value? Then I need to readjust that. That's, That's a me problem. Yeah. So what if... I make a mistake on the podcast and say mm. something I wasn't supposed to say. So what? What's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? How can I fix it now? Yeah. Confront the fear. The fear is always lying. Fear is a liar. Yeah. It is its job. Yeah. So confront the fear. Confront the imposter syndrome. Find the resources that you need to be successful. That's a that's a you problem. You're going to need to take care of that and be your own advocate. Be and, your own advocate. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And get a feeling wheel. Get a feelings wheel. But also, if you need to talk to someone, talk to someone. Even or, if you don't think you need it, it is it helpful. It is so helpful. So helpful. Someone, someone else's perspective on what we do is critical. God bless us, but most of us don't have self-awareness. Yeah. We really need someone to help us unpack all that baggage. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> that There's whisper. a lot. All the baggage. 
Unzip so it. Unzip the bag. Unzip that suitcase, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Like, let's pull it out. Let's get messy. Yeah. And then let's clean our rooms. Our I, rooms being our heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's all clean. I was following the analogy in the beginning. And, and then, then I, I lost you. I, I took a turn. But I can accept that. So what if I made a bad analogy? Let True. me confront that fear. Ooh, my thing I do is why. Like if you're like, oh, they're smarter than me. Like why do you feel that way? Okay, so that's how you confront your fear? That's how I confront my fear. And then what would what would happen? And then most times, because I'm a visual person, mm-hmm. I'll write things down. Yep. And then I look at it. So why is this person smarter than you? And it would be something as like simple as, well, they have nicer scrubs. Yeah. Okay. And when you write things down, you're like, confront the crazy yeah and yes. you're like whoa yes whoa i i again fear is a liar and fear makes things out to be like it doesn't it doesn't make sense what fear yeah. says scrubs and intelligence do not do add not up. correlate at all if you didn't check that though that fear that was that was going to keep going on oh 100 percent. so mm-hmm. confront the fear yeah ask the why ask the why so what it's so helpful mm-hmm. but yeah i totally agree with you fear and fear can make you do crazy things. Like, I feel like if you are feel fearful of getting a specific grade, mm-hmm. uh, you're maybe going to stay up super late for no reason. Right. Maybe be super stressed out about it. Oh, it, it affects your health. And it, yeah. It's not and good it's for the skin. <laughs> not good for the skin. It's not good for the skin. <laughs> it's not good for the REM cycle, that's for sure. No, it's not. It's not good for the digestion. Like, yeah. so much. I mean, I really I really do think digestive issues, skin issues, a lot of it. I mean, yeah. it, that's science. It's it literally, literally be stressed. There's a whole podcast about it as well. Okay. Did yeah. you listen to that one this summer? I did also listen to that <laughs> one. <laughs> I want to thank you, Selena, for being on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem. I loved being here. I loved this. Is that the feeling you feel? Yes. I feel, I feel loved in the podcast with you. Oh. And I feel productive and successful. Oh, I love that. How do you feel about being on the podcast? I feel like I made a difference. What feeling is that? Um, I guess that's also appreciated. Okay. And hopeful. Okay. That hopeful. what you're saying will help others. Yes. Absolutely. And positive as well. I'm Alex Avellino, and we'll talk to you soon. 